Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Public Relations, publisher of Being Incandescent Business Magazine, and your host for the Incandescent Entrepreneur Show on the Incandescent Radio Network, the voice of entrepreneurs. Hello and welcome to the Incandescent Entrepreneur Show. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, your host. You are watching Incandescent TV, listening to Incandescent Radio, and going to be reading this story on Being Incandescent Magazine soon. We are honored and privileged to be here at the Learn Center in Rockville, Maryland, which opens in two weeks on April 14th and 15th with this incredible entrepreneur who has really created a home for entrepreneurs everywhere to come. And um, this is probably the first Learn Center of many to come. Yeah. Um, so this is Anik Sengal. Hello Thank and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here. And uh, yeah, first of many to come. Yes, I hope so. no yes. doubt. And when yes. you walk through the doors, you truly feel like you're at home being an entrepreneur myself. Yeah. This place is beautiful. 26,000 square feet. Yeah. Just amazing. Everything is, the details are beautiful from the flowers and the cafe Thank Thank to the, the artwork and this fantastic learn logo that moves with you. <laughs> it's just so much fun. And there's yeah. places to sleep. There's pods. There's classrooms for lots of people, yeah. small group settings. Yeah. So you're going to walk us around the area. Yeah, absolutely. would okay. love to. Um, one of the things that we say is, you know, my wife and I actually chose the color schemes of our home. Oh. So this really is like walking into our home. When you walk in here, this is, and that's, that's what we really felt we wanted to build. We wanted entrepreneurs to have a place they belong, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs to have a place when they walk in the door, everyone in there is just as crazy as them. <laughs> you know, everyone in there is supporting them. Everyone in there understands and believes in them. And we want them to be comfortable, right? We want you to walk in and you can let your guards down and just know you're in the right place. And that's why we built this facility. Yeah. And you did a fantastic Thank job. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us, let's start back at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So... In your book, Circle of Profit, right, yeah. um, which is the first book, that, and you have another book coming out in June, I do. Yes. on your birthday on the 14th. Yes. Uh, so many good things happen, yeah. right? Right. So yeah. take us back. You're in college. You're on the pre-med track, yeah. and you decide not for you. Right. So, you know, growing up, being of Indian descent, right, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm full, my family's full of doctors. And so growing up as a child, what you, you look around and you see those who have the most respect in the community, have the most success, drive the nicest cars, live in the biggest homes, and you see a common theme. Doctor, 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 doctor. <laughs> so you decipher, I'm gonna be a doctor. And that makes everybody very happy. So you think, oh, okay, I must be doing the right thing. So I go to, you know, I, I work hard through school. I work really hard. People said, oh, you're smart. I'm, I'm not smart. I will just out-hustle the next person. I just work harder. So in high school, I built the great rap sheet, and then I applied to colleges, and I got into this amazing program at UMBC. Um, it was local, it was a full scholarship, and I was part of a program called Meyerhoff, which was absolutely a godsend in my life. It was an amazing program. So I went and I started school there. Now with all the support and all the help and everything I had, first of all, I had major health issues that first semester, so I had to drop out. Mm -hmm. But before I could drop out, there was a few weeks of classes, and the feeling was starting to come in where I was like, I'm not, this isn't my home, like this isn't, I don't feel right. Then I come back, second semester, I catch up, I take classes, I'm brute forcing through it. Then again, I fell ill. Second, the first semester of sophomore year, I have to drop off again. Now it really starts to hit me. I'm something. My life is just not in order. And I started to realize, you know, I, I can't wake up and do another biology class. Like, listen, doctors have saved my life multiple times. I love doctors, and they're full. My family's full of them. I have nothing but respect. But it wasn't for me. And so that, you know, what would keep me up at night. And so then the question is like, what do you want to do? So I would think about the times when I was in third grade running a lemonade stand. I would think about the times where I would conjure up $20 to buy a stack of baseball cards for my friend and then turn that into 400 I would think about the times where in high school, you know, I was constantly trying to come up with new businesses and pivoting and doing new things. 
And I realized that really it was, it was entrepreneurship. Like that's where I wanted to be. But there's none of that in my family, mm-hmm. right? My, my, uh, my grandfather, people say, okay, you got it from him, right? But I barely knew him. But yeah, he was a big industrialist in India. So here I am. I don't have the resources or the help. But if I want to be a doctor, I'm in the perfect program. I have literally a straight shot path to becoming a doctor. So I have to leave all of that and a full scholarship behind to go into this risky world of becoming an entrepreneur, and I have to share that with my parents, who now, by the way, will have to pay for my college. So it was a big, big moment for me, a big decision, super scared with the support of my friends. I went, I spoke to my parents, and as amazing as they are, they said, look, we don't necessarily agree with this decision, but we're going to support whatever you want to do. You have our, we have your back, you know? That was the biggest thing for me. So I switched over to College Park. So I, I start getting a degree in finance, right? I'm studying business now. I'm exactly where I should be. Except two months into that, I'm not. I realized, again, I'm not happy. What I figured out was it wasn't, school, it wasn't the subject. It was just the idea of consistently going to class and not being able to put into actions. I wanted to do. I wanted to go out and get, get busy, right? So that was when I started turning into looking into, you know, I turned online and I literally went to Google and I typed in how to make money. <laughs> and Google filled out the rest. It said online. And I thought, Okay, <laughs> sure, whatever, right? So I hit enter, and that was the first time my journey began and found my way from one forum to another and found this place that talked about building digital businesses, and I fell in love with it. And so I would literally sit till 3 in the morning every night trying to study it, figure it out, learn it. There was very little support. We didn't have Facebook and Skype and chat things. We had forums and chat boards. Mm-hmm. So when you look back at your life, do you know now that you were always meant to be an entrepreneur? When I look back now, I, I'm, I, I don't understand why I tried anything else. <laughs> I mean, literally from the time that I was a kid, it, the, the marks are there. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very glad everything else, I'm very glad I did everything else because every experience builds on itself, right? So I became who I am today for every experience I had, every person I spoke to and met. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, I was meant to be this. But here's why, again, we, we're building learn. Our current systems, our educational systems and all, they don't support. You don't go to school and say entrepreneurship as a career path. Right. It's not there. So even if you feel it, there's so many people right now that may feel it. One of our initiatives at Learn that will start soon is youth entrepreneurship training. And classes and curriculums for youth to feel that nudge to be able to know that there's a place they can come again, a home where they can come, you know, nourish it. So I, you know, I could have felt it, but I didn't know what that feeling meant. I didn't know what name to put on it. It wasn't until much later than I thought, oh, that was entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. right? Now I can see kids from a mile away and say, <laughs> oh, that kid's going to be an entrepreneur. I look at my own nephew, I'm like, that kid's going to make it, and he's going to be an entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, absolutely, it was, a, it was a major calling for me. So you're 34 now, mm-hmm. and we're talking about junior year of college, mm-hmm. right? So what exactly did Learn start as, and what did it become here April 14th and 15th, 2018, mm-hmm. when this gorgeous center opens? Man, it's amazing to even think about that. So when I first started, my first $300 I ever made, literally, I was, I was endorsing software online that helps people get higher rankings in the search engines. That's what I was doing. This is, this is 15, 16 years ago. That was my first $300. From there, I went on to do some consulting, and from there, I went on to build membership sites where people would pay a monthly fee to get learn, education from me. And then from there, I went and bought this name Learn, right? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to build this massive community-driven education site where people could put their own courses in and do all of this. Now, here's a problem. I knew nothing about building technology companies. It was the first time I was doing it. I had no funding. 
I was, I was just, you know, I was a rogue agent. I just wanted to do something, and I picked the worst time because right around then the economy crashed. So I spent every penny I had. I blew everything I had in trying to build that company, and that was where the name Learn came from. And I actually fell 1.7 million in debt. I lost wow. everything. Even though we had built a company that was doing 10 million a year, I lost it all. I fell 1.7 million dollars in debt. My health completely deteriorated. I had multiple hospitalizations where I nearly bled to death. Oh, my God. Um, oh yeah, it's, it, it's dramatic, um, you know. And I mean, I turned to drinking. I've had those moments where I share this now. I used to have struggle sharing it, but I openly share it now. Where, I mean, I owed everyone money. My my father mortgaged his entire home. Mm on a second mortgage, he had paid that entire house off and he wrote me a blank check and said, here, uh, my little brother, who's not my blood brother, but may as well be, gave me his entire life savings. My friends lent me money. I owed my own lawyer money who was saying, go, go declare bankruptcy, I'm not doing that. 1.7 million between American Express, Visa, banks, everyone. So my phone started to ring all the time. And so I would have moments where I would disappear for a week at a time. And fortunately for me, at that time, my best friend came and joined me in the company. So he would keep things running while I was trying to get myself together. And I would have these moments. I would disappear for a week at a time. And I would be in the corner of some motel in India drinking, wow. you know, like a paper bag with a whiskey bottle in it. Literally like a, like a Hollywood film moment with thunder <laughs> and lightning outside, you know. Um, I had to get my stuff together. And the moment where I, I had this moment where it was like... You just have a wake-up call, right? So my, my relationships are falling apart. Now, in that time in my life, I have to say, if it wasn't for my now wife, if it wasn't for my amazing parents, my awesome friends, and the great team, you know, our CFO, I still have him. To, he's still with us today. And he, that man literally used magic to manage our cash flow through that time. And without them, I would have never gotten through it. But I had a moment where um, I was supposed to be flying to India where we had offices. And halfway through, we were in Amsterdam. I start to feel very ill. I can tell what's coming. It's not a safe time to be flying or going to India. So I turn around and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to book my flight back to U.S., but I have to wait that night. Over that night, I get progressively sicker and sicker and sicker to the point where the next morning when I went to the airport, I had to give myself like little markers, like make it 20 yards and use to sit, take a rest. Make it another 20 yards and sit, take a rest. I'm boarding the flight. Boarding agent says, sir, are you feeling all right? Apparently, I was sweating and pale. I said, no, I'm, I'm fine, whatever, let me on the plane. I get on the plane, and I remember settling in, sitting down, and I don't remember anything after that. Wow. Apparently, you know, how many times have you been on a plane and someone just falls asleep and the plane's taxing? But apparently, there was a guardian angel sitting next to me whose name I'll never know. Um, and they, at some point, when the plane was taxing, and just minutes before it took off, they waved down the flight attendant and said, something's wrong with this guy. Mm. Next thing I know, I'm being woken up. I'm being pulled off the plane on a stretcher plane is parked on the side of the, you know, the runway, and I'm, I'm taken to the hospital, and they discover my hemoglobin has fallen to literally half of where it should be, so I've lost a lot of blood. And so I had that plane taken off, I would have died. I would have gone into shock over the Atlantic Ocean. There's nothing they could have done for me. So it's like literally moments, minutes away, right? And so when I'm in the hospital, I wake up this next morning. I'm like an award. There's like six of us in that room, and I'm looking out the window, and I have all these pipes and everything around me, and I'm just looking, and I think... I got into this for financial freedom. Freedom. I can't even get up and walk right now. Like, I need permission to just go to the restroom. Something's not right. This isn't the way it was meant to be. I'm not going out like this. Like, get your, you know, get your stuff together. And so I came home. You know, my parents scrambled. My brother-in-law and my father came out. They got me. And I recovered. I was fine in a few days. I came home. First thing I did, bang down on my mentor's door. He opens the door. First thing he says is, are you ready to listen now? 
He didn't even know what just happened. He had no idea. But I wasn't listening. I wasn't following sound advice I was getting because, you know, and so I did. So we shut down all of our offices. We went from 96 employees down to six. We were now 1.7 million in debt. And I said, I'm not going out like this. I'm not going to declare bankruptcy. We are going to pay this back and I'm going to get back on top. And so within 16 months, we paid back every penny. And um, I mean, it was, you know, it was a great march back to the top. I was blessed to have great people around me. But that was a part of Learn's journey that I always share with people because the reason I got out of it was I had to ask myself a question one day, which was, what am I doing? What am I building? Right? An entrepreneur, I think, was a great entrepreneur. They find a problem, they solve the problem, but they add a tremendous amount of value. That's how you become a successful entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So what is my problem that I'm finding? What is the problem I'm solving? And what's the value I'm adding? And I wasn't doing any of that. No wonder I fell in this huge issue. So that was when, when I was resurrecting myself from that, that was when Learn and the vision, everything behind Learn was born. And that was, it was years ago, but I also knew I need millions of dollars to make it happen. And for the first one, I wasn't gonna involve investors or anyone else who could poison or clutter my mind. I wanted my vision, what I saw entrepreneurs need. And so that was when it began. So we started our march back to the top. We started saving money. Um, we started putting it away. I had this idea for the last six years. And there was just a moment in 2016, towards the end of 2016, when I looked at our financials and looked at everything and said, wow, it's time. Like, we can move ahead now. Mm -hmm. We can actually do this. We can absorb the risk. It's safe. It's secure. We've thought it through. We have the reach. We have the audience. Let's go forth and build it. Now, building this place has been its own experience, and so lots of lessons learned. But what's come out has been truly something. That it's been such a seamless process building this center that I, it makes me feel even more confident that it was meant to be, that it was truly meant to be. So that's been the journey of learn, right? And I think there was that moment after where I lost everything that made me say, who am I, who am I, what am I doing, what am I building, who am I serving? And from that was the vision that, that you know, the Learn Center and the Learn Nation and everything we're doing with Learn was born. Wow, that is an amazing story. What a beautiful story. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations Thank you. for Thank you. sharing that and yeah. getting that, you know, that life lesson. Yeah. Right? Amazing. Yeah. So talk a little bit about this fantastic center. Ah. Why should people come? Oh, man. Um, 26,000 square feet. Uh, it's crazy. It's fun. It's uh, exciting. It's got everything you'll need. It's got the environment, the networking, the community, the people. It's going to have constant training. We have free training. We have amazing programs for you to plug into. We have a nap room. Yeah. We have an insane asylum where you can write everywhere on the wall and it's a big whiteboarding room. We have huddle rooms, co-work space, a video studio, audio studio to record your podcast or whatever you need. We have classrooms and so this truly is, you know, we're, we're building an arcade now and so it's like we're building a place where, you know what, being an entrepreneur doesn't have to be so serious. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be so, so you know, scary and risky. Or yeah, we're lonely. <laughs> let's have fun. You know, let's change the world and have a good time. That's what we do here. So we built this center because we want to provide entrepreneurs a place where when they walk in, they left the world outside. Mm -hmm. Now in here, it's a different place. Everyone believes in you. Everyone supports you. And what you need, that's our purpose. Our purpose is to provide what you need. When you go home, there are people there that care for you, that love you, that will provide you what you need. That's, that's the vision we've had for this place. That's so when you walk in those doors, if you need help with something, if you're troubled, we're here. We're going to help you out. And that's not all, right? No. Because you're also no. launching Learn Nation, which is a distance learning opportunity. Yes. Tell us yes. about that. 
So, of course, Learn Center can only support so many people. We have uh, over a million subscribers to our list, over 250,000 students, 53% of which are international. Mm -hmm. They're not even in the United States of America. We want to serve them well. We have really mastered you know, um, distance, uh, distance learning because that's what we've done for 15 years. So we will continue to make that environment better. So we, we like to say we've built a virtual home for entrepreneurs and a physical home. And so the virtual home now is going to have tremendous number of courses, free courses, you know, courses that are really inexpensive, like a few dollars just to kind of get involved. We're going to have assessments in there. So if you're wondering, you know, I wonder what kind of business is best for me. Great. Come on over. It's an absolutely free assessment. Take it. We'll help and teach you where, what you, where you should go. Uh, we have gamification, so we make it fun, so you can level up and you know uh, track your progress as you're learning and growing yourself. And tons of more things coming. Eventually, we'll add networking and community development. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting out in some in Singapore and you want to know what other crazy Learn Nation members are in Singapore, you'll be able to tap in and create your own little local meetups and you know what we call pop-up learn centers, mm -hmm. right? And then um, you know hopefully by then we'll also be scaling and growing these and going out all over the world. Beautiful. Yeah. And still, it's not all because you're having a Shark Tank on Sunday night. Yeah. Um, on the fifteenth, tell us about what yeah. to expect. So we legally can't call it that. Okay. I've, been, I've been told very clearly from the <laughs> from the lawyers. Yeah. Um, we are doing something called Learn Bester, mm -hmm. and we're blessed to have a great relationship with Kevin Harrington who is one of the original sharks from Shark Tank. Okay. So that's exactly what I'm allowed to say, original shark from Shark Tank. <laughs> he will be here, and uh, he's going to help us inaugurate our first episode of The Learn Bester, which is going to actually be live filmed. People will be watching. It'll be streamed live as well, where we have five exquisite entrepreneurs, each with a very different talent set and an expertise that will be sitting and listening to pitches. And um, up to $50,000 is currently what we've got, and that's growing on a daily basis. That will be made available for these investors to invest into companies. Um, so hopefully there will be some fighting amongst the investors. We'll create some fun. And again, another thing, right? Entrepreneurs need money. Entrepreneurs are looking for funding. Well, here, our goal is to bring that network together in one place. So this is just going to be the infancy step towards that. But we're creating some fun out of it while giving opportunity to those who are here um, and hopefully set that up as a model to follow for a long time to come. So tell us a little bit about women in entrepreneurship. At the event, we're going to have Gina Schaefer there. She owns 12 mm -hmm. Ace Hardware Stores. She's built one, money, bought one a year. She's amazing, right? Yeah, and amazing. there's some other women that we're looking to who are you know, also true entrepreneurs, yeah. just as you're describing. So tell us how you are bringing more women into this community. You know, again, it comes down to the ability to connect, right? So I was so excited to mm -hmm. hear you say that because... I think it's time for women to really, they're stepping up now. They're, you see it happening more and more. But here's how success innately happens. You have to hear about their story to get inspired to create your own story. Right. So in this center, we will yet again have the facilities to do Women Entrepreneurs Night, mm -hmm. right? So that women can connect with one another and support each another in a different way. Women entrepreneurs will face different challenges than men who are entrepreneurs. And men have a bit of a bigger infrastructure of support. Women don't. So we... We really want to provide that here. Again, it's not just a home for one, you know, for man or woman. It's a home for entrepreneurs, and I, it brings me so much joy to know that we'll have a place here where women can come together and go out there and kick butt. Yeah, because you know? so, they're kicking butt anyway. Yeah, exactly. So trulyamazingwomen.com is looking forward to bringing some of those women to Can't this wait. amazing That's awesome. center. So. Anik Singhal, this is an amazing place. Thank you. Before we leave, yes. I want you to give our audience five things that they're going to learn on April 14th and 15th that awesome. they're going to take away from it. 
Right. So um, first of all, we are going to talk about the wealth of opportunities that are on the internet. So if someone is still in the process of kind of trying to figure out a venture they want to go into, mm -hmm. or if they want to start a new venture, we're going to talk about amazing opportunities that you can do online. Number two is you are going to see just a wealth of amazing entrepreneurs that are in this community. Um, we're going to create a great, great networking opportunity. Number three, you're going to have a lot of fun. That's the crazy thing. We're going to have face painters outside, balloon artists, character artists. We're going to have food. We're going to have games and prizes. And you know what? It's okay to have a little fun sometimes. That's always so three, fun. Yeah, you're going, to have, have fun. you're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, number four is we're going to introduce you to this facility. So you're going to get a chance to come and see where we can support you, whether it be through our video studio, audio studio, co-work space, through our meeting rooms, if there's a meeting you want to have a, and, and, and sponsor here. So I think you're going to get a chance to learn more about how we can actually support um, entrepreneurs in the community. And, and number five is, is actually, I think, maybe the biggest takeaway of all is you'll have the chance and the opportunity to share with us what it is that you need. Mm -hmm. What is it that you want? How can we serve? People ask me all the time, what exactly is Learn Center going to do? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> We're going to let the crazy entrepreneurs that come here determine what this place does. We want them to tell us where we can serve them. Then it's our job to go figure out how. Fantastic. Yeah, that's beautiful. All right, so you talk to the camera and you tell people when to come and where. All right, awesome. Listen, April 14th to April 15th, right here on uh, in Rockville. The address is 2098 Gaither Road. We'll start at 10 a.m. We're going to have an amazing lineup of speakers. We're going to have a lot of fun. The training will be going on at all times. Tours will be happening every hour on the hour of the facility. Come when you can. Stay as long as you'd like and have fun with us as long as you can. We'd love to see you the entire weekend. We'd love to see you for an hour of the weekend. Whatever fits your schedule but listen if you're an entrepreneur you can't miss this opportunity to visit your home thank you so much i wish you all the best thank you so much all right all right i'm hope katz gibbs founder of incandescent public relations you're watching incandescent tv incandescent radio and be incandescent magazine we will talk to you soon so that's it for today's incandescent entrepreneur show where we always ask what's your story if you have a good one and would like to be interviewed on the Incandescent Entrepreneur Show, send me an email to hope at hopegibbs.com. Check back every Monday at noon for a new episode of the Incandescent Entrepreneur Show on the Incandescent Radio Network, www.incandescentradio.com. We look forward to talking to you next week. Here's to your incredible, indelible success.